Spreading the floor. Spreading the floor podcast. Your go-to podcast for basketball's forecast. Let's get into it. A lot of people don't fuck with Steven Adams, but like when he gets mad, like when he gets angry. I, I like yo, Steven Adams. Steven he's Adams funny, bro. He's fun. like, oh, 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 I'm in a gang, mate. He's he's good fun. Well, Russell Snake's bigger than you. <laughs> Fucking. But he's a he's a big ass. No, he's he a big is. ass dude. And a lot of people like fuck with him because they think he's like super nice. Yeah, no. no. He's, I mean, like I, he no. is a nice guy. But he grew up in a gang, so like, yeah. Like don't don't test that. Well, he's you know he's on their ass, you know. That's what I'm saying. I saw the, the game where it was one of the Spurs players, and he tracked him down. Like, he ran down the court, and he was like, oi, 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 and the guy didn't want any part of that. Bro, Steven Adams, A, is huge. Yeah. And B, is he's one of those NBA players that doesn't rely on skill because he has very little. He relies more on hustle. Yeah. You know? And his size, too. I mean. Yeah, big dude. He just goes big up. Big guy. And, you know he eats uh, 15,000 calories a day? I heard something like that. Something yeah. crazy like that. He has like six or seven meals a day. Yeah, it's wild. Ridiculous. And he, he says, yeah, he's huge. And he still loses weight, he says, because he yeah. plays so much. And, and he also he also started an Aquaman. He did, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people mistake him for Jason yeah, Momoa. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I would not be mad if he played Aquaman. That'd be awesome. Look at this. Iced coffee. Look at that. Coffee and milk. Have you ever seen me drink okay. coffee before? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even wow. clock that when I walked huh. in. What's what's got you drinking coffee today, Nigel? Well, what got me drinking coffee is that recently my sleep schedule has been horrible. Last week I started taking a nap at about See, seven. Those naps, man, I told you they fuck you up. They're they're they horrible. So I, I usually take a nap from about seven to nine, mm. but I find that if I do that, I end up uh, I end up staying up to like three thirty, and then I can't. Yeah. And then I'm so tired the next day that I don't even want to work out. So I'm, I figure if I drink coffee just now, just to fix my sleep schedule. And then get back off the coffee. I'd say just stop napping. And then if, if you really want to put yourself back in a normal sleep schedule, you just got to force your body to do so. So like work, like what I used to do is right now, like my nose is clogged. I think I had like a light cold. Right. So it was really hard for me to get to sleep at night. I've been staying up till like two or three. And what I'll do in the morning is I'll obviously like get a coffee like you're doing now. But I... I retrograde kind of like retroactively set my schedule back. So I'll get in bed. It sounds bad, but like at nine. So yeah. I fall asleep when I usually fall asleep. Cause usually I'll pop in at 11 when I don't have a cold and then I'm chilling and I fall asleep by 12. It takes me like an hour. I pop in like a podcast and then I'm out. Right. But right now, since I can't breathe and I have to breathe through my mouth and there's like constantly, I'm not going to be too graphic, but it's just not a fun time. So yeah, it takes no, me. It takes me a couple hours. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it takes me a couple hours to. Hey, Sebastian, <laughs> there he is. I low key think we should be sponsored by Smart Water because I always have a bottle. Dude, I'm looking for a. I'm looking for a, a sponsor for us, man. It's yeah. been a while. I think we put out pretty quality stuff. We put out some put out some quality content. If, if, if Squarespace wants to sponsor us, yeah, perhaps Gucci. No, I'm kidding. Um, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. Anyway, any of those brands, any of those brands. All right, you All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend. What did you think, Nigel? Did you watch the game? Was uh was that a was that a rolling start? I like that for rolling start. That was a great rolling start, yeah. I think we're 3 was... minutes in right now. Shit, man. Yeah, we're getting good at this. We're getting it's better just, at it this. It just goes, man. Yeah, it's it goes. natural. It's like a muscle 
instinct shit. I don't know what to call it. I forgot. Before we start, I'd also like to wish my brother a happy birthday. <gasps> is this is my brother's birthday today. Who, who watches the podcast? You said you're going to give My niece. A, all right. My so niece sh- found it, so. How old's your brother? Today? Yeah. 41, I think. Oh, I, I was expecting yeah, 11 or 10. No, man. Does he watch 41. the podcast? Well, he might today. Oh, <laughs> so shout out Nigel's brother. We'll, we'll get we'll push this one out real yeah. quick and see what happens. I'll be I'll work double time. No, no, no. We're gonna take your time. But um, yeah. Anyway, All Star Break, All Star Weekend. Shout out to Nigel's niece, by the way. Shout out to Nigel's niece. Um, yeah. it is said that this is one of the best All Star Weekends since you know com- goes up there with 2016. 100 percent goes up there with uh, some of the best All Star <laughs> Weekends of all time. 100 percent, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'll get your thoughts on it first. I watched the second half of the game. I wasn't. I was sort of watching the first half, but I caught most uh, all of the second half. Right. Okay. Well, it started with uh, what did it start with the all uh, the Rising Stars game. Yeah. Are we talking about the entire weekend? Yeah. I'd like. To, I'd like to just go over the whole perfect. weekend. Perfect. Rising Star game. What do you think about that? Perfect. It's exactly what you'd want to see out of a Rising Stars game. A lot of. A lot of actually. I know. Usually they have a lot of established names who are also rookies in that game but this year it felt a little bit more personalized for me i don't know about you because they had zion john morant luka Doncic, Doncic, uh rj barrett rj barrett so it felt a lot more like there were more names in there this year and it was really entertaining to watch yeah. luka had that half court heave yeah john morant between the legs lob to zion it was ridiculous man it was fun to watch it was competitive it was a lot of really really recognizable names which i also liked for a rising stars game it was i think everything that you want to see. like the epitome like the same thing you could say the same thing for the all-star game yeah i think both of these were the pinnacles of what when adam silver whoever designed the all-star weekend when they what they had in mind i think this was it's starting to that. come together we're right. seeing we're yeah. seeing more of that i think the rising stars game was great um mm-hmm. and i think it's just a showcase of the fact that people are getting better at basketball, bro. Like, 100%. If you notice, like, more and more, the Rising Stars game is becoming more, like, popular and yeah. getting more and more highlights from it just because these, these young kids are coming in. And when, when was the last time in NBA history that – how many times has it happened that people played in both the Rising Stars games and the All-Star game? Luka Doncic and Trey Young. That's a good point. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And next year we'll probably have Zion play both. We'll probably have. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. Job what do you Moran have to qualify to be a rising star? First, you have to be a rookie or sophomore. Rookie or sophomore? Yeah. Okay. And um, they used to have it actually rookies versus sophomores. It doesn't feel like Doncic is a sophomore. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a sophomore. It feels like he's so been in the Trae league Young. for like four years. It yeah, feels like Trey Young's been in the league for four years too. Well, they're just they're so good, and like this trend is only going to continue going up. And you know, I think this this All Star Weekend was definitely a testament to that. I mean, watching yeah. watching John Moran throw a lob to Zion, all, all I could see was two thousand three Dwayne Wade lobbing it up for LeBron James. You know, uh, well, uh, it seems like a through line for the entire season of the NBA this year is it's been a lot better than it has in previous years. And we called that in the beginning. We said this yeah. is going to be a great year. Well, yeah, it's, that's pretty, like, I mean, for anyone with eyes and anyone that knows basketball knew that this year was going to be something else. But I think this has ex- exceeded expectations to some extent. Definitely. It's been fantastic. Definitely. It's, it's been, been fantastic. It's been a great, it's been a great uh, halfway, half yeah. season yeah. so far. A lot of interesting trades, too. A lot of, yeah, a lot of great trades, a lot of, uh, a lot of drama. You know, we, yeah. got, we got our heartbreak story. You know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I got the hat. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, this year has just been very fulfilling <coughs> for a- NBA fans. 
hundred percent. You know, I haven't even had time to really w- watch college ball. You you keep asking me you want to go over college ball. Yeah. And I'm like I haven't even been I haven't even thought about college ball yet. The thing is, I haven't really been watching that much college ball either. But I know all the draft. Yeah. Expectance. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, and that plays into the league. So I figure. I don't know if this is really the podcast to cover college ball. I think once March Madness, I think rolls we're around, definitely gonna have to cover March Madness. We're kind of have to bend the arm, yeah. You know, definitely. So we'll cover that, but mostly it's about the majors. So I figure, if we're at least gonna ever touch college ball, it should be for the draft yeah. and who's entering the draft and who do people think is going where, and then obviously like what you said, March Madness, because that's one of the biggest events in the sp- the season. You know. Yeah. For for either college and or NBA, yeah. uh, should we talk about the dunk contest? I'd like to talk about the dunk a little contest controversial before we talk about the three point contest because I have a lot to say about the three point. I contest. actually did not see the, the three point contest. Great, so I'll t- I'll you can you can riff out. for that one. Go ahead, tell me about the dunk contest. Uh it's obvious that Aaron Gordon got robbed again. Yeah. Well, the first one in 2016, I think it was pretty pretty close. That was a close robbery. This yeah. was this would like you couldn't really way call more it. egregious. Way more. Advanced. I think. I think personally, he should have won it both years. Yeah. No. I. I think you could make a. You could make an argument for the first one that Aaron Gordon still won it, mm-hmm. right? This year, I don't know what was going on with the judges. There was a lot of athleticism on display. Don't get Derrick me wrong. Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah. Derrick Jones Jr. is insane. Jumping yeah, over. Is. What did he jump over? Taco fall. Taco fall on stilts or something like that. No, not on stilts. Just, just what? normal. I heard that on Twitter. Just, just normal Taco. Well, he Taco Fall is on stilts. Yeah, yeah, he's like on seven foot one or something. something but this, I mean, like who, who? No, didn't Aaron Gordon jump over Taco Fall? I can't remember. One of them jumped over. One I of mean, them, one of them did something crazy. I the, mean, both of them were doing. Crazy the one stuff. thing I had a disappointment with that because he came down on the guy's neck, which was a little bit like, all right, you jumped over him, but you know, you didn't really like clear him. But you know, Taco Falls. Taco Bell's ridiculously tall. Yeah, he's like, the, yeah. what was it, the 27th tallest person in the world? Something like that. He's, he's in the top 30, if not the it top was, 20 or something. Ridiculous. That's Yeah, and to jump over him like that, I mean, both those men have stupid hops. Uh, I like Pat Cunnington coming out in the white men can't jump. Yeah, I outfit. saw that, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got we got yeah. something going on here. It's yeah. not just, and he, he He had a pretty, he some had a, pretty impressive dunks, you know, he too. He had some nice-ass dunks. He yeah. had some nice-ass he dunks. Wasn't, I mean, he wasn't going to win, but... Um, can't write him off. Can't write uh, Cunningham no, off. No, you can't. You know, and he came out and he competed with some of the best of the yeah. best in the world. I personally think right now, I think uh, Eric Gordon is probably the best dunker in the world. Yeah. No, the way he dunks the ball, it's just when I look at him, it's like wow. Like, imagine the amount of eye, hand-eye coordination, athleticism you have to have. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and Derek Jones Jr. I mean, just the edge he has is that he can just throw them down. Like he can just throw yeah. them down so aggressively that it's like holy. And sometimes, like, he quite just, literally, throws them down. Like right. he doesn't even have to touch the rim. He just takes the ball and kind of like volleyball spikes it. Yeah, it's but ridiculous. I, I think Aaron Gordon is a little bit just just a little bit more impressive when oh, it comes yeah. to athleticism. Yeah. And I, I really think Aaron Gordon should have won this one. Uh, even though it was a little bit more of a toss-up in the 2016 one. Besides that, besides that marring the dunk contest, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with it. It was a great it was a good dunk exposition, uh, expose, excuse me, of the players and their abilities. And I was I can't remember the last time a white guy was in a dunk contest before Pat Cunnington. I haven't. I, I mean, I, what do you? I mean, what is Zach Levine? Is he mixed? Might be mixed. I don't mean to sound racial, but like no, I'm no, talking yeah, about like yeah. all the way like us. You know what no, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Um. 
None, none of them come to mind. I don't even. I yeah. can't name one white dunk contest winner. I know there. I think. I think there happened. There happened in like the '90s. Right? That was back when they were like shooting on peach baskets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing. My my complaint about the dunk contest is that there's the story. The scores are 100 percent just coming out of the judges' asses. Like there is no way to measure. Yeah. A dunk. I think some of the judges even were kind of like they mm, they do it they the do scores. Yeah, they do it on per and they I think they meant to they wanted give a, them a, a fourth tie. round. Yeah. They meant to give them a tie just so for the crowd to see more dunks. That's what someone was said. Was that it or did yeah. they want to give them like a co-winner for No, Eric no. I think they wanted to tie it in order to send it an extra round so they could see whoever the two five I think it was was yeah. it Derek Jones and, and Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon they want to see them go for another round so they could dunk it again. And then one of the judges gave them Yeah, someone just messed up on the math someone, and then that's why Aaron Gordon lost. Big time. Like big time. That's why Aaron Gordon lost. And then Aaron Gordon was like I'm never going to do this again. Yeah, and I was like sad. I don't blame you, bro. Sad. I really I don't, don't blame him though. I don't blame him. No, definitely not. But that that's my problem with the dunk contest. It's yeah. just 100% coming out of people's asses. Um, the fact that there are even scores is laughable to me. What do you think it should go by? Uh, I mean, I never, I never thought about what it should be going by. I guess the only way to do it is to have judges, but it's like, it's like at that point, if you're, if you're, if you're literally rigging the scores so to try to send it to an extra round, it's like, it's yeah. not, it's what's not, it's not about the, Yeah. What's the point of having scores? Why not just say we want to come up with five interesting dunks and have the people vote on it. That's true. You know they what I'm saying? They could do it like a... Like the MVP All Star, yeah. Have the have the have, the, have the people go and then at the end yeah. of All Star Weekend have a, have the award given, but um have each each dunker come in with three dunks and then uh, have that people too. go have people go online. Don't they do it like once after another after another? They don't yeah. do it like each person gets one two three. No, yeah, they do it one one, one two, yeah one one, one. one. Yeah, yeah yeah, and then also do it like yeah like the All Star voting does and have the players also vote have the players mm-hmm. vote ca- carry a little bit more weight. Adam Silver. And then, uh, seriously, come hit us up. What, what we got it? tons of great uh, rule changes. We ideas. got we got great ideas, man. Get the people more involved. I mean, because because it's it's not like the three point contest, which I also have some grievances to go over about go this ahead. year, um, where it's like you can you know you can only shoot, you can only hit like you get a score based on what you hit. You know what I'm saying? If you miss, you don't get you don't get points added. It's something that's measurable, and it's something you can compare <coughs> to yep. past years. You know what I'm saying? Kobe Bryant, 1997, won the dunk right, right here. 1997 won the dunk contest mm. for one of the for, he got a 50 for one of the worst dunks that has ever won a dunk contest ever. It was just a simple between the legs throwdown, and it was cool at the time because there was nobody that could yeah, actually yeah. dunk in that contest because that's back when they used to use rookies to try to give him popularity. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that he got a 50 for that and Aaron Gordon got snubbed for, you know, doing some crazy between the legs, 360. I mean, like... If people had been voting, Aaron Gordon would have won. I believe so as well. Yeah. I believe so as well. Without a doubt. Um. Anyway, moving on to the three-point contest. You didn't see the three-point contest. I did not. Who was in it? Buddy Heald. Okay. Devin Booker. By the way, I just want to say Buddy Heald turned out to be a great contract. Oh, yeah. For the Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Crystal we'll, ball. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Crystal ball. Uh, Trey Young, Buddy Heal, Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker was replacing Damian Lillard. Right, because he got injured. Um, who else was in it? I, I, I didn't look see it. it. Look it up. Look it up. I'll quick. look it up. Uh, they were all. I saw Devin Booker went on fire one of the rounds. I saw that on um, House of Highlights. They Trey Young actually came out very disappointing. I think he went out in the first round. He only scored like 15, 14, something like that. Contest. Yeah, yeah Trey Young's supposed to be uh, a killer from three. 
He is a killer from three, but he, he, he couldn't get his rhythm down. He'll be back in there. Okay, let's see. The Mountain Dew three-point. Yeah, they had those new... Uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. The new that. balls. Okay. Contestants. Participants. Davis Bertans. 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 Devin Booker. Right. Devontae Graham. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Right. Got the stroke on him. Zach Levine. I actually thought Zach Levine was going to pull out the win. Duncan Robinson from Miami and Trey Young from Atlanta. Yeah. So um, this is what I don't like about this year's three-point contest mm. is that they added the the sprite yeah, whatever. Point. What, sh- what was that shit? It was like so a you know how you know, No, what it was is it was the, you know how in a normal dunk contest you go corner, wing, mm-hmm. top. Yeah, corner, right. Yeah. Um, it's like you're playing so, a game of around the world. Right. In between the wing and the top on each side, there was a sprite like little circle a little bit further back from the three from the three point line, and you had one ball each, and they were worth three points. Right. And if you stood in that circle and shot the ball and made it, you got an extra three points. Now, my problem with that is, unlike the dunk contest, which I mentioned earlier, is that the three-point contest, you can measure the results. It's a measure. Mm. It's a tangible. It's a score. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not just people pulling it out of their asses. Yeah. So now that you add an extra possible six points and an extra 10 seconds to get mm-hmm. those shots off, now all of a sudden you cannot compare scores from 2020 to any other year. Because you added an extra six points possible, so like if we if we try to say who's a better shooter, who did better during the three point contest, Steph Curry or Devin Booker, we can't compare those two because there was an there was an extra. You don't think that adds two a extra bit of baskets. A skill gap if you're shooting it from farther away. I think I like the idea of it. I like what they were going for, but I I, I would prefer to be able to to like compare scores between people. You know, how many how many balls are on a rack? Six, five, five. Okay, so if you miss most of the racks. Or the balls on the rack. If you can, you, you can miss six. Three. Yeah. Does that really give that much of a discrepancy between if you make say what I think you're saying is like someone can make a lucky shot from that spot, right? right. And that takes away from the credibility of having a comparison from. <coughs> excuse me. If Trey Young had been shooting right. to in past years like Steph Curry right. or like Clay Thompson, right? My argument to that is I don't think it's that much of a discrepancy or a like a skill gap change to make it that much more differentiated right but you can't compare scores i think i mean you, I, I think no you, could. you can't absolutely not because steph curry didn't have an opportunity to take for an extra six points where he could what if he did maybe he could would have got the extra six points whereas devin booker not devin booker sorry um buddy healed or devin booker i think it was hit both of them and got the extra six points and now it is very unfair to compare that that his score to anybody else's but I, th- I feel like Devin Booker was also on fire that no he was but what, what I'm saying is that you can't compare the scores you can't compare the two two all-star weekends as in, like the the one the one actual part of the weekend that was measurable is now is now useless because we can't compare it to any of the year you know what I'm saying I, I guess because you're adding extra you're, you're changing the rules but what about if you put the denotation on there that they had an extra opportunity an extra you opportunity can you can do points. that all you want but that 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 is just saying you can't compare scores because of blah a b and c because we added this I, I, I look I understand right. the base of what you're saying I'm saying as long as to me it doesn't quite make especially because like you think why they put it in there right right if they had just had a ball that was worth three extra and they put it at the regular range then i see i could see more what you were saying because it's like yeah you know like they get an extra opportunity for an easy three if they're really good at shooting the three ball which most of the participants are right 
but there's the added challenge. I don't know how deep back it was, but I assume they like would for four or five feet. Okay, I'm saying that that's an added little, an added little caveat right. to the, getting an opportunity like that. So I think to me, as long as you say, you know, uh, who won this? Was it Buddy Hield? Buddy Hield did an amazing so, job. Great shooter. Buddy Hield wins this year, right? You could still compare it to three point contests of last of or of past years. Mm-hmm. But you have to add in, like with any other great basketball debate, if you're talking about LeBron versus Jordan, you always say all this hand checking when Jordan was around. Right. LeBron, you know, you, I don't know if he could compete in that era. I think that that little three ball or the multiple three balls would have to 100% weigh in on that conversation. But right. I think it doesn't make them inseparable in terms of compatibility or comparability. I, I understand what you're saying that like like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you have to you have to include like the rule changes and everything. Right. This to but me is like a rule change. One of the one of the great things I th- one of the one of the reasons why the three point contest was one of my favorite parts of All Star Weekend is because it was like the one debate in the NBA where you you didn't have to add in the little you know asterisks at the bottom and say that th- this rule changed and so it's hard to compare. Like you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron James, Michael Jordan, we have to we have to account for everything. Three point contest, you never have to, you, you you never had to in the past. You could always say, well, Steph Curry scored this and Clay Thompson scored this the next year. That's how it was. There's no changing that. There's, right. the, the only difference between those two uh, All Star games is their skill. Right, yeah. Right. So now we can't do that anymore because you have to add the little asterisks. Well, he could have, he, what if he missed six shots? That would have totally made him lose, but then he got lucky and hit two, two of the three things and now he wins. You know what I'm saying? So we it's hard, very difficult now. Though the re, I like it. It was exciting. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not like a Debbie Downer. But it was just one of my favorite parts of the All-Star game is something that we could compare to past years. Um that, yeah, like, you know, cuz you we, can't compare the All-Star game itself because they stopped taking it serious and stuff and I think no I I don't know about that. I mean, the All-Star game follows the same format every year. They don't really play until the fourth quarter. Right. Obviously this year, again, if you want to talk about additions that make it differentiated from different years, they had the whole quarter to quarter thing. And also they changed the, it from Team Giannis to r- Team. Right. That's that's been going on for three years. By yeah. the way, Team LeBron three and oh Giannis get better at drafting. Um <laughs> I hope that I hope that man never becomes a GM. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, I would bring up the skills challenge, but the skills challenge to me is kind of like a tertiary thing that nobody really I don't even. I, yeah. I I honestly forgot the skill. <coughs> thing. I I think I think the the skill challenge is there just you know for oohs and ahs. Yeah. I, okay. Well, I can I can understand what you're saying, but yeah. I still believe that as barring a name change, I still think they're comparable. Yeah. I still to some extent. I definitely I understand what you're saying, and right. I think you can't a hundred percent say, for instance, that if you're so uh, like let me try to get a grasp on this. What you're saying is. When you're talking about some of the best three-point shooters, say we're 51 years old. <coughs> God, I'm coughing a lot today. We're 51 years old, and we're looking back on the NBA right. when we're much older. You're looking at a guy like Steph Curry, and you're looking at a guy, at a guy like Buddy Heald. Right. And one of the comparisons would be how they did in the three-point challenge. Right. Correct? You're saying that because of this tweak, that that can't be a, a rational... Um, addition to the conversation there right I yeah to some extent but I still think that you have to take a look at that as a viable part of their resume you know there's always been rule changes 
across the NBA. Right. And still, I mean, players are compared. I mean, to go back to LeBron and Jordan, LeBron and Jordan are still compared, and it was a much different game back then. Right. I mean, the game itself yeah. is, is changed from, you know, it's, it's changed to more of a three-ball type format. Right. And, and even this year, it's starting to make the change back to, to big. Yeah. To bully ball. Yeah, now it is. It's, yeah. it's starting, so it's starting to go back a little changes bit. Changes all the time. Now, I just pulled up on Switch Wikipedia the, uh, the scores from past years. Right. And I think money balls were also an addition. I'm not sure when they were added. I don't think they were there from I'm the beginning. I'm not sure when they were added. I don't yeah, think they were there but, but, like, look, look, at, look at Clay Thompson in 2018. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll count his money balls because they did this year. Yeah. He hit 25 for 34. Out of, out of 34 possible points, he hit 25 of them. Right? Uh-huh. Very impressive. That and now we look impressive. at Devin Booker. Out of 34 possible points, he hit 27. Uh-huh. So now automatically we're like, but does that Buddy keep- Heald did so much better in the three-point <coughs> competition than Clay Thompson did. But then so, you say, but so then you, diff, if so someone's like, if I were having a conversation like that with someone, I would say, but he had the addition of that money. Those right. So we'll never know. Balls. We will never be able to fairly compete compare them ever again. You don't think their on-court acumen also plays a role in that? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying strictly if we're just strictly talking there? about three-point. Like if I'm saying, what's your favorite three-point contest? Oh, the one where Buddy Heald went off and scored 27. Okay, but yeah, he scored 27, but he 27 hit two. Out of 34. Whatever. I don't know how many. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he actually hit both of the. The sprite ones. I think he only hit one. Well, that's such a small portion of the twenty-seven. I'm saying, listen, if you have, there's tons of stat nerds out there, right? Yeah. You could make an average. Like me. You could, yeah. Yeah. And like me to some extent. I know I like to bring up stats on the show, and I'm glad you brought up this stat. I think that there's still people that could compare the two if you really get it down to a science. I really do think so. I think that in math, there's a way to compare anything. Yeah. And if you bring in like the addition of the, because it's a feasible amount of extra points. It's, yeah. However many six extra points, yeah, it is. It's, you could take a, out variabilities from that. So I still think that you can compare the two based off of, again, you know, adding adding in the money balls and everything, and, and now this year adding the sprite balls in. It seems like a two K thing. Yeah, it feels like it's, yeah, beats seriously. after dark. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I still think you can compare the two. And and now also this this whole list here, most consecutive shots made, max twenty five. That list uh, can pretty much be out the door because. The, the odds of you making the money balls are much lower. It's not actually it's not actually from the three point line. They're from further back. So like Steph Curry hit 13 in a row in 2015. He's not even the top guy. It's Craig, Craig Hodges who's get, who uh, scored 19 in a row. He hit 19 shots in a row from the three point line. But also that'd be a, a variably different game to or the three point contest to what Stephen Curry did. I'm Why? just saying like, well because. It was in 1991. I'm sure there yeah, was a Yeah, but the three-point contest was the same. Uh, you don't think it changed at all? The three-point lines has been the same distance since it was created. I'm saying the challenge itself. You don't think there's been added rules? Or oh, there are, but I'm saying this stat in general. Craig Hodges hit 19 shots in a row, which when when is that going to be beaten, you know? And now that you add the extra things, that probably will never be beaten because <laughs> the odds of you hitting a three-point shot from way behind the line is not a three-point contest anymore. It's just a behind-the-line contest, kind of. You don't think that people can evolve to hit no, at they, that the, range? No, they they can, but the the statistics of you make the statistics of you hitting a three point shot is is whatever it is. Yeah, you know, and then it decreases if you come back with right. Like, so right. so the further back you go, it decreases. So it's no longer a, who can hit the most shots in a row from the three point line is whoever can hit the most shots in a row. Period. I feel like this is going to be an SB Nation video this in like a, in like fifteen years because I I really do love stuff and I, I this Craig Hodges in nineteen ninety one hit nineteen shots in a row. That's cool. And the closest person to get the closest person to, to come to that is Steph Curry. 
Curry Steph with Curry. 13 in a row. But it, now that we added the two extra shots in the middle of the round, there's no way. The, I also think that dominant shooters can have a leg up in that statistic area. I think that I, I think overall there's so much stuff added in that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for getting the Google screen. Off. Uh, I think uh, there's just there's too many things to add in, and there's too many statistics that you can bring in there. I think you could still make a comparable comparison. Yeah, I, I, I mean a so. comparison, yes, but a fair comparison, I think, I think no. I also, think if you also always, it'll always be that. All right, so we, we can we can agree to disagree. Yeah, definitely. Disagree. Also, it's been thirty minutes already. Yeah. So we got to get to the All Star. We, we game. should get to the All Star game. Did you watch the All Star game? No, I fell asleep, but I did watch it afterwards. I did fall asleep because honestly, the All Star games are usually. You thought you were gonna be yeah. Whatever. Uh, apparently, this was one of the best All Star games of all time. It was the best. Yeah, that's what best. that's what people were telling me, and uh, I'm kind of upset I fell asleep. But at the same time, I went back and I watched it afterwards. The yeah, and uh, it was it did look like a very good All Star game, and First, I, I like the format. I do like the format. The format of having quarter to quarter play and having money for charities was a great addition. Great idea by Adam Silver. I really love that idea. You still saw some of the first and second quarter laziness, right? That always happens in an all-star game because it's like, oh, it's an all-star game. Like, people's not going to play defense. You know, you're, you're lobbing it up and just seeing what – trying shit and seeing, you know, what works. Yeah. <clears throat> but by, like, the third and fourth quarter and even by the end in. of the second and first. Yeah. Because then their competitive comes out because they have something to play for. Yeah. With the all-star game in past years, what did you have to play for? It was just pretty much bragging rights. But nobody really cares because then you go back to your prospective teams and you're – fighting yeah. to win a championship yeah. in the grand scheme of things last year the all-star game didn't really mean anything this year it has an added denotation because it's like oh well if i win i get i think it was lebron sent four hundred thousand dollars to the chicago scholars something like that the the what's gonna call it they, they, they had charity of their choices right. and last year they did that too actually but this year i like that they split it up quarter by quarter, quarter yeah because I think you, you sent more money if right. the more quarters yeah. you won and like I said, from ending of quarter to ending of quarter, the second quarter was really intense by the end because yeah. it was a tied game, and I think someone hit a buzzer beater. I could be wrong though, or it just no. I came, think the second quarter, the second quarter was it came out forty one forty one forty one. Yeah, no, it was tied. The third quarter, King the third, took it. Yeah, so and then you you have the fourth quarter, right? Where they where turned off the clock. They turned off the clock. I like that. Add twenty four points to the final score. I love that. Only and you know what. I, I saw defense that I have never seen in an All Star game before. Fouls, I saw fouls being called too. I was watching that go. We can talk about Kyle Lowry in a second. That dog. Yeah. I love Kyle Lowry after this All Star game, but I saw. I felt for the longest time that I wasn't seeing two of the best of the best of the NBA play each other. Yeah, it seemed more like a YMCA rec game or like. <laughs> Excuse me. Like they were kind of like playing. You ever see those like workout videos where they go to the University of Nevada for the yeah, USA basketball yeah, tournament yeah. and they're just working out? Like that's what it looked like. They were playing a little scrimmage. This was like, oh, like these guys want to win and this is the best out of the best from the NBA battling it out for charity for kids. Right. And that was a very exciting last quarter to watch. Kyle Lowry getting in, you know, nitty and gritty. Giannis and LeBron battling on the, on the, what's it called? Baseline. Yeah. Definitely stuffing Giannis stuffed LeBron. LeBron stuffed Giannis. Yeah, Giannis yeah. had that chase down block. Yeah, which uh, well, people people don't know if that was a goaltender. Or not. Yeah, it was one of the closest 
there was a lot of review Call, calls yeah. being called back. I mean, it was it had like a was by the end it had like a, a playoff implications atmosphere kind of thing going on. Yeah, they both wanted it real bad. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Only caveat, which I think you shared this sentiment, is that it ended on a free throw. Yeah, play. I was going to say that. I'll get your thoughts on this first because I have a little bit of a rant to go on. I was not a rant, but just, I, I wasn't crazy about the fact that it ended on a free throw. I think that. Yeah, he got sent to the line and that ended the game, but I felt like that was just like such an anticlimactic. Right. Because we knew, like, once he got to the line, because it, <laughs> it was a foul. Kyle Lowry fouled him. Kyle Lowry yeah, had no choice. He pulled his arm down. He had no choice. It was a good play by Davis to get uh, to get the foul call. But uh, it was just like once he got that foul call, it's like you knew who was going to win. There was no right, question. Yeah. You knew Anthony Davis wasn't going to miss two in a row. It was a foregone conclusion. It was it, I. I was like, okay, well, they won. If he doesn't hit the first one, he's gonna hit the second. Right. One. He yeah. did. He did. And um, if he would have missed it, then the ball would have. I think. I think as soon as he got the foul call, they should have just. They should have uh, said the hell with the bonus, take it in from the top. Right. And uh, right. and yeah. just go ahead and play it out. And well, then that would have also gave a uh, team Giannis a chance to tie it. It's funny that you say that because I was looking around online and I found one Instagram user. Shout out to NBA dot in underscore depth. He has three methods, and I wanted to run these by you, Nigel, because I thought they were very interesting for fixing the dilemma of having the the game end on a free throw. Right, so the first one. Increase the team's running score and the target score plus one for every free throw made in the fourth. So say if if Anthony Davis makes that free throw, it goes up to 158. Mm, Okay. And then the play resets, and then Giannis' team has... A chance, so it, it oh, makes sure yeah. it ends so, so it naturally. still widens the gap between the two teams, right. but it doesn't end the right. game. I like yeah. that. And yeah. it's it, it natural play after that. You right. can have play where it ends on an actual bucket and not on a free throw. Another one, decrease the opponent's running score minus one for every free throw made in the fourth quarter. I don't really know how I feel about that one because it's kind of like, That's stupid. what are you going to send them to the free throw line for if it's just going to be... That's pretty oh, much no, the same thing, me, though. Not, not, it wouldn't be Davis's team. It would be the opposite team. Yeah. Which is still kind of, eh. But that, that's kind of the same thing as the first one. It's, right, it just yeah. It just increases the, the gap. Yeah. So then you could have, like, a very long night. That one, probably not uh, the best. My personal favorite. What? Shooting fouls in the fourth quarter result in the 1v1 matchup. I love this. From, from half court, you know, the foully and the fouled duke it out. Imagine, like, a LeBron on Giannis. It could also actually open up some bad opportunities for some mismatches. Because yeah, if we have the same situation, yeah. it would be Anthony Davis on Kyle Lowry. And in a 1v1, you really going to take a charge? You can't. No. But I, I like the idea in theory. That'd it be says, exciting. Giannis fouls LeBron on a layup attempt in the fourth quarter. Instead of shooting two, Giannis now checks it up to LeBron. LeBron has 24 seconds to score. A bucket results in plus two points. A stop and a defensive rebound results in a dead ball. Team Giannis will then inbound and the game resumes. <laughs> Or I don't know if I'd just give it a full 1v1. I think I might say you have three dribbles, get to the basket, Ooh, do what you want, something like that. Yeah. Um, personally, it's actually kind of nice. Or maybe like a three-on-three. Three. Yeah. Well, the three, yeah. Each, team, each team captain chooses. But that'd just be a little, you know, for a foul, you know. I, I think, I, I, I think I'd go with the first one. I like the first one. Your, your score goes up, but the target <laughs> score goes up as well. Yeah. I think that would be my favorite, my, the one I would go with, and I think they should definitely consider doing that for last year. How did you feel about the uniforms this year? I like the uniforms. I didn't mind the uniforms. I thought they were sick. Last year, it was kind of like black and yellow and white. I don't know why. I, I like those. That. Those were clean, though. These, the, these were a little bit more classic. Yeah. They had the, the red yeah. versus blue. Yeah. 
A lot of people are saying that letters. they should go back to how it used to be where everyone just wore their home jerseys. I don't mind that either. Or like the, maybe the like city edition jerseys now that Nike has them. Yeah. They could do some like all-star edition jerseys. Yeah, like one team wears uh, the away uniform, one team wears the home one. No, I'm saying like each guy from, say if you get picked from Cleveland, you wear a Cleveland jersey, but yeah, Cleveland yeah. does like a custom all-star jersey for whoever gets picked. Right, but they, they'd have to have kind of, they'd have to have the same color. Like each team would have to have their own colors. Right, you know, like one one would have to be white, one would have to be whatever. No, like, I, not team necessarily. Colors. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true though. Yeah, because I can tell the difference. Differentiate. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Then I think that that was the problem, which is why they they switched it. Actually, last year the the uniforms were really clean. I I didn't mind those. Yeah, at I, all. I didn't mind those. I like these though better. You like these better? better? Yeah. I, I like the fact that Team uh, LeBron had number two. They were all number two. Yeah, and then and Giannis it was, was number two and twenty four. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, really nice. That was cool. Oh, uh, I like I like they were all, yeah, and I think the the fourth quarter target score was also twenty four points, um, which was also a tribute to Kobe. And the MVP award got named after Kobe, which I think was the the best thing, best change they made this hundred percent this thing. Hundred percent. Um, and they had they all had like the thing and the the last yeah. year the, the uniforms were gassed though last year. I'm not, I look I'm not disputing that. Yeah, they were gassed. I'm last not disputing year. that. I'd probably I, I don't know if I'd buy a jersey, but I you know like the shirts they put out, yeah. the All Star and the Jordan logo, I'd probably get one of those. Yeah. If yeah. it went on sale or something. Yeah, those those were some cool ones. Um, cause the All Star uniforms are they're they're kind of known for you know like how, how many different ways can you can you make an All Star uniform you know before you just start drawing pictures on them. Yeah, um, facts. Like they, uh, I think in the got a little old. The 1996 All Star game, it was Michael Jordan had like it was the blue jersey and then it had like a, just a picture on it and looked kind of cheesy. It's like how many you know how many All Star jerseys can you really come up with? What was it? The sixty seven. Stars and tunes. <laughs> yeah, That's maybe, why. maybe, yeah. If LeBron sponsors the NBA or something. But uh, also, did you hear that a new a new uh, sponsor of the NBA is now Hennessy? Yeah, Hennessy, and then I think Louis Vuitton is the yeah case holder for the trophy. Yeah, so they're really. I don't know what they're doing. They're selling the NBA. I mean. But that's like a weird thing that gets sponsored by Hennessy. They're selling. They're selling it, and I think you know, as cool as that is, Hennessy. Personally, Hennessy. Why? Hennessy is my though. favorite drink, in my opinion. If we're gonna go on record. Yeah. You know, um. I don't drink, but I'll, I'll drink to that. No. <laughs> um. But I just feel like I just feel like the NBA is just be, as as it becomes this larger global sport that it's becoming. They're just they're selling it out. They're selling it off, which yeah. is what any like I mean, look at NASCAR. Everything has a brand on it. Yeah, and I think you know if you look back into the nineties, the old UFC too. It was it, if you look back to the nineties, it was there was very little that had brands on it. You know, like like now it's called it's not the called the MVP award anymore. It's the Kia MVP award. Well, now it's yeah, now it's the Kobe. I think no the, regular season MVP. Oh the oh okay yeah you know yeah. The, it's the Kia MVP award. Uh, Louis Vuitton sponsors, and and even the jerseys have a have a little sponsor on yeah. them now, and it just feels like it's like how much are you gonna sell? I mean, I hope it doesn't become too ad dominated, because you see that that's what it's become. Like that's what it's becoming. You know, the Tissot buzzer beater, this tis, the the Tiss, watches. Yeah, Tissot. Tiss, Tissot. What yeah. Tissot? Whatever. I don't I don't care because I don't I don't Great give watches. a fuck about Tissot. Shouts out Tissot. Yeah, shouts out sponsors. Whatever. Like I don't care. But it's like it's just like it's just like how mu- how how many things are we gonna put a brand name on? Even even the award show for the MVP, they never had an award show before. What 2016, 2017? That was the yeah. first award show, and the award show is just it's just like the Grammys. They wait for the MV- the big thing is the regular season MVP award, and they save it till the end yeah. so that they can put all the sponsors and advertisements, and they could have Drake come on and make jokes and everything. As much as I love seeing that, 
I always thought there was a little bit of a charm waiting till like, oh, uh, you know, they gave the MVP his trophy at home right. on his home court at like a game, and you didn't know what was happening, and now it's like. They tease it the whole. I, I just I don't know. It, it's, it's starting to become very it's like getting, Hollywood. Getting, I, I just hope it doesn't get too commercialized. Like I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a charm to, me, to like, that. The Hennessy sponsorship doesn't make a lot of sense. <coughs> anyone like, anyone can sponsor the NBA. I don't know why Kia is sponsoring the Kia, NBA. Kia Hennessy. I don't know why you need a Louis Vuitton. Because they want NBA Finals holder. They f- they figure that the majority of the people who are buying Hennessy yeah, but who and Louis are you marketing Vuitton, to? Louis Louis Vuitton is very expensive. People who watch basketball. And also, I mean, we're, if we're going to talk about Hennessy right now, right? Yep. I sense a little bit of a target demographic. Listen, and this show never gets political. Right. I'm not going to get too political here. But what do you think is synonymous? What like I, to me, the NBA is kind of like oh, you know, there's always the memes where it's like Hennessy. Basketball, right? Like stuff like that. I don't know if that's like something like mischievous going on. Well, they have their target audience, and that's like that's what I'm trying to question here. Like, what is their target audience? Because you got Louis Vuitton, the the very expensive brand. You got Hennessy, very expensive, very expensive drink. Right. You've got Kia, which in the car world isn't that expensive. But I'm saying like Nike, everyone can buy it. Every regular person can buy it. And then you got brands like Hennessy and Louis Vuitton. Not to mention, you it's know, like... It's a little out of left field. Even even two of the Raptors' uniforms and one of the Raptors' home court styles OVO. is OVO. Yeah. And it's like, it's like I, I, when, I, when, when the uniforms first got the Nikes... Because when Adidas made the uniforms, there was no Adidas symbol on it. But the Nike uniforms have Nike symbols. Well, you know Nike. They have to put exactly. Their symbol on everything. Nike. Yeah. Right. We, we like we we now like every time you watch the NBA, you can only think of Nike. Nike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And especially with a lot of their athletes are prominently Nike. It's just it's just like it's just been taken over. Like they, there, I think there was a charm that we lost when they started just making everything bought out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's it and almost for not feels a like, lot of reason, not a lot of rhyme or reason to that. Right. It's like if you want to watch the NBA, you want to watch the NBA. You don't want to watch the Kia MVP award, the, Kia the, the Sprite, the Sprite three point bucket, the the Tissot buzzer beater. The, I don't want LeBron asking me if I want a Sprite cranberry. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't mind the commercials because I think the Kawhi Leonard New Balance commercials are actually some of the sickest. No, basketball no, New Balance, New Balance makes nice. Yeah, they make they make good basketball commercials, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that I, I don't know. There's just a piece of the NBA was lost after Kobe Bryant retired. You think so? And they they put the the Nike uniform. I like the Nike uniforms better than the Adidas ones. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think they make better. Did he, Adidas even make City or like Icon dirty? They had uniforms? they had a lot of jerseys the problem was that the teams had a lot of control over them right and there was no standard where some some teams had some sleeve jerseys some teams didn't the lakers jersey was a v-neck while some of them were right circle cut and when nike came in and they standardized it they said all the uniforms are going to look like this i don't mind standardizing it though i don't mind that either i don't think that was the problem i think uh i think i think that was something that was bound to happen eventually just because it looks cleaner Uh. And it does make the NBA look like more professional now that all the uniforms are, you know, like uh, like soccer uniforms. Mm-hmm. But even on soccer uniforms, there there's advertisements, they're they're yeah. covered in ads. Yeah. And it's like, well, not the Nike ones, but like if you get into more of like the Euro leagues, like yeah. the well known, the well less, the less well known leagues have more. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's like NASCAR. When you, when you see Messi, you it's see like Fly the, Emirates. I think you know? I think Fly Emirates. I think also Nike. Yeah. And then that's. 
pretty much it. Or maybe Ratukin, whatever that is. The one that the Warriors also have. Yeah. They had Ratukin for a while, which is like a toy making company. Yeah. And so. then Charlotte. Instead of a Nike symbol, they got the Jordan symbol. Well, I also think that's because Jordan. Exactly, uh, and J- Jordan is also a brand of Nike. Yeah, it's so. a sub sub brand. Even if he is running that team to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just I don't know. There's just something about that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really sit right with me. I, I preferred it back when. Yeah. Know, um, when it was Wild Wild West, people were punching each other, handshaking. Yeah, and some of the Adidas uniforms suck. Don't get me wrong. The Nike ones are definitely Nike way more memorable. Cosmetically, they're definitely they're definitely an upgrade. Um. But I just I just think they're 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 taking this this whole thing too far, and uh, they instead of instead of getting it sponsored by Nike, I would have preferred they just been like, Yo, Adidas, can you standardize the uniforms? And then Adidas would be like, Yes, we can, and then sign Adidas for another what ten years. I mean, for Adidas, people like the NBA. What are you gonna say? No. Yeah. It's such a big global brand that, you know, you have some. You, that's the thing about the business world. If you're a brand, you have a lot of control, and that's a lot of things that I I think uh, up and coming artists don't understand and this is going to be a whole different thing i'm not going to go on too long because we're running out of time here but like if you're a marketable brand you can get away with a lot of more stuff than I oh, think yeah. people think so if you obviously if the nba you're famous in china in different countries especially in the u.s like don't be afraid to be like listen standardize the jerseys adidas yeah. it's not that hard or else we're going over to nike and you're not getting any more yeah. Of our stuff, right. and Adidas, I guarantee, like you said, would be like Adidas oh. would be like definitely. You got it. I don't think that good, you got it. The 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 reason that the that the uniforms weren't standardized before is because Adidas let the the teams have like a lot of freedom with the uniforms. Well, actually, um, I don't. I, I mean, if you're gonna let a team have a lot of freedom, it'd probably be more personal to the team and to the city, I'd imagine. Yeah, and the the teams really decided, really made the uniforms themselves, and Adidas just produced them. Now it's like the teams send their designs into to Nike. Nike, and then Nike puts it on the like Nike. Just Nike, yeah. Nike really finalizes it. The teams, the teams come up with the. It's based on what the teams want, but it's not really right. You yeah. know, and Adidas could have done that too. You know, and Adidas didn't have. There was no Adidas. I, to be honest with you, I don't even know the uniforms were Adidas when I was little. I didn't even know they were Adidas. They were something else for a while right? they were champion, champion through through like the 80s and 90s yeah. i think and then they became adidas and then <laughs> Nike. Mm. and it goes back and forth now i think actually i think what? it flip-flops between nike and adidas yeah that's true what i think adidas gets it back in four years i think it goes by a four-year cycle i'm gonna look that up real quick they changed it in the 2017 season which means that next season would be the last Nike. i, I think they do it longer than four years though bro nba Uniform. Uniform contract. Yeah. Contract. The Nike ones are sick. Like the new Miami one. Yeah, I like the I like oh the Miami Vice jerseys. Jesus, crazy, craziness. Yeah, I know it's really good. I like the. Maybe they I, came up with some good Nick. Because honestly, Nick's jerseys have been sucky since pretty much the beginning. I don't like the orange and blue colors. I, I'm a big Knicks fan, and I think everyone who watches the show knows that. But the Knicks, the Knicks jerseys have definitely disappointed. Um, but Nike came over and they they made some pretty nice looking ones to be honest with you. Oh, so it's an eight year, eight year eight deal year, from yeah. 2015. So we're about five years in. Yeah, and you know I guarantee you with the amount of money that these companies are paying to get their stuff on the the uniforms, we're gonna see advertisements on the uniforms for the rest of our lives. Yeah. There's this never going back. As long as it doesn't get over commercialized, I don't mind it because the jerseys are sick. Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh, great All Star Weekend. Mm. Um, like that they honored Kobe. 
And, yeah, Bean's uh, watching from the sky. Definitely. I hope I hope I hope Kobe watches our podcast in heaven. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe he's up there. Maybe maybe he's up there watching, taking a peek, taking notes. All right, guys. All right, you we'll guys. See you next uh, next Friday. Bye.